picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes the bigger story is not always told. We are a monthly program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. Today I am joined by Dustin Hart from Nags Head, North Carolina, near the home of Gravedigger, as well as Ed Horman from O'Fallon, Missouri, near the home of Bigfoot. Guys, today it's going to be a relatively short podcast. We had a good amount of events, but uh, as the name of the show suggests, Beyond the Lens studies the pictures from not just the events that happened, but the stories that arise. And uh, it wasn't a dead stories week, but we had a couple of things we wanted to talk about. Wanted to keep it short and sweet for you guys this week. So we're going to be covering events in Sacramento, California, Houston, Texas, and it's sort of a roundup of the independent show. So I'd like to bring in Dustin Hart. First and foremost, the Houston, Texas show had a freestyle mania format, a wheelie contest and freestyle event only. And, uh, there was a theme of the weekend, Dustin. You want to tell us a little more about that? Well, the uh, the theme of the weekend was pretty much a uh, standout performance by Darren Meigs and uh, Stone Crusher. Um, absolutely phenomenal weekend for Darren. Um, started off the night winning the wheelie competition with uh, just a spectacular set of wheelies. Um, in the format that they had, they were given four hits on any given obstacle on the floor there. And... Uh, Darren did a fantastic job, opened up with a great wheel stand, pulled it up into a slap wheelie, and then had a pretty great save uh, after going over something that kind of upset the truck. And then, uh, you know, went on and, you know, finished out the rest of the wheelie competition, did a fantastic job there, and uh, ended up winning that competition. And then when it came to the freestyle, uh, it was pretty obvious he was the class of the field, really put down a spectacular run. You couldn't ask for much better out of a freestyle run. Uh, huge air great slap wheelies, donuts, momentum, and probably uh, an early contender of the year for uh, save of the year. Um, absolutely spectacular save there. Um, you know, the truck was really all over the place there. It seemed like every little bounce that it threw at him, Darren was able to take it and run with it, and just really a phenomenal run from top to bottom. Yeah, no, that that was definitely a great run. I would definitely agree with you on the save of the year thing. I don't know who's going to top that or how, but uh, it reminded me of Don Frankish's save in Jurassic Attack in Europe a couple of years back, and uh, that's just something that is really hard to do. It takes a a driver's driver to pull off a save like that, a well-deserved freestyle victory. I actually spoke with Jeremy Slifko, who was also at that event, and said that there was a lot of pressure uh, put on the rest of the drivers after he came after Darren Meigs came out th- that early and did a run uh, like he did. It was uh, it was tough. If somebody goes out in the ha- first half of the field and has one of those no doubter type runs, uh, everybody else has to step their game up. And there's a little bit of breakage and and things like that. So Jeremy's been on the other uh, the other the shoe's been on the other foot for Jeremy. He's come out and had some no doubters and forced some other guys to uh, take some chances they wouldn't normally take. So. This time it was Darren Meigs, and uh, he follows up his great performance in San Antonio with another great victory in Houston. Texas has been kind to him. Now, speaking of Texas, we move on to uh, another Texas boy. Darren Basil in El Matador had another great weekend. He had a great freestyle run there in in that same show in Houston. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, Darren Basil in El Matador also had a a, uh, spectacular run there, Um, really 
put down a great freestyle. It's kind of one of those guys that doesn't get the amount of hype that he deserves. Really, he's a he's a fantastic driver. He's reliable. You know, he's just he's you can't ask for much more out of a you know a second seat driver on an independent team. And uh, went out there in Houston, put down a great run. You know, he's he did everything you could ask for. Big big air wheel stands. You know, he's getting slap wheelies going on, on the floor, uh, donuts, you know, whatever you could ask. You know, he didn't have quite, you know, a spectacular wow moment like Darren did with, you know, his saves. But, uh, you know, really it was a great run all around. And, uh, you know, it's somebody that you need to be watching for, you know, in the future. I think, you know, he's really starting to open it up a little bit more with El Matador and run it harder. And uh, he's going to be turning some heads here in the future. Good points all around. Now we had another event in Sacramento, California, and I wanted to bring this event to light for a couple of different stories that emerged from there. First and foremost, we had AllMonster.com photographer Chris Cleveland there to take in all the action for all three shows, and uh, he did a fantastic job. You'll be able to see those photos soon on AllMonster.com in our photo gallery. So big thanks to Chris for that. And uh, I was able to speak with Chris after the final show of the weekend. He told me about a couple of interesting things that uh, are really, I think, going to make an impact in the monster truck world. First and foremost is a company called Theus Industries. It's T-H-E-I-S, and you can check them out at armored.com. They are the makers of a new type of body for monster trucks. It is a rubber-based, it is liquid Kevlar. If you're not familiar with that, basically just remember that it's a rubber base and it doesn't tear up as much as fiberglass. Uh, perhaps to uh, illustrate my point as far as the technology involved, I've heard many a driver, many a crew person complain about having to do fiberglass work. I've done a little bit of it myself, and uh, it's itchy. It's a pain in the butt to do. And uh, when a truck rolls over, if the body is not trashed already, as far as fiberglass bodies go, you have to patch it up, fix it, grind it, sand it, do all sorts of things to uh, get it back together and look at nice. And uh, with this liquid Kevlar body, uh, the rubber base really seems to be holding up well. Uh, Chris Cleveland had a chance to speak with Jimmy Creed's team, and uh, he is one of the people that's running the new liquid Kevlar bodies from Theos. And uh, they do a fantastic job. He actually, Jimmy actually took a rollover in Tacoma and, um, besides a little bit of reinforcement they needed behind the Bounty Hunter logo on that body, there wasn't a scratch on it. And I think that's a fantastic advancement for the sport. If uh, these bodies tend to hold up, um, you know, they're going to get a good workout. They're going to get a good test this year with the Gravedigger team because they're also involved with the Gravedigger team and the Bounty Hunter team. Uh, if there are any other teams out there, I'd like to know about it as well. But this is an advancement that uh, I don't think has gotten much, as much publicity as it deserves. And, uh, hey, we're going beyond the lens to bring you that. So we appreciate Chris Cleveland giving us that information and uh, wanted to bring that to light. You can check them out again at armored.com. The other story that emerged from Sacramento is the whole two extreme racing team. Uh, first and foremost, what I noticed was Nick Owens and Iron Outlaw. I had heard a little bit of a buzz from Council Bluffs the first show of, of the new year when the 2011 season started that, uh, hey, this Nick Owens kid can drive. And uh, he has proven himself, stepped up onto the Sacramento, uh, formerly the Arco Arena floor, and uh, took a great wheelie contest victory. You'll be able to see those pictures, as I mentioned, on allmonster.com. And uh, he also took a racing victory. So uh, Jimmy Creighton held down the fort in freestyle, 
swept the whole weekend and uh, backed up his performance at Tacoma. So there are a few drivers building up momentum here. We can see that theme as well. Underrated drivers and drivers building up momentum. Uh, you know, just uh, Jimmy Creighton is on a roll with that new chassis and uh, obviously some new technology as well, as we mentioned. So great job to the whole two extreme racing team. They've been doing a fantastic job to start out this year and uh, we'll have some new things in store. We're going to see, uh, I believe a few body swaps going on. Uh, we're following up on that story with Ben Winslow and uh, we're going to keep checking in on that, see which bodies are on which trucks and uh, who's going to be driving what they have a little bit of a game with uh, musical drivers right now. So, we're going to see that settle down here in a couple of weeks, and uh, we will keep you posted on that. Okay, next up, Ed Horman says that uh, he has a couple of notes, news and notes from various independent shows throughout the weekend. Uh, what do you have for us this week, Ed? All right, Robbie, I got three little news bites for you. Storm Damage is, uh, was this weekend driven by Tim Masensis, filling in for Tim Mente. Don't know if that's a full-time thing for him or if it was just a fill-in. We'll get more info on that to you soon. Uh, Rodney Tweedy in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, swept the whole weekend in Bigfoot 10. And last but not least, the heavy hitter machine got his first wins for the 2011 season. He's a truck that I think is going to have big things this year and the coming years ahead. It's a great piece, very clean, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Monster Jam very soon. Yeah, definitely a good point. Wanted to hit that up and uh, back you up on that one, especially about Derek Anson. Um, Everything that I've seen out of that truck, it just looks like a fantastic piece of equipment. Uh, no offense to other independent teams out there, but I haven't seen many trucks come out looking like that right away. And uh, it seems like it performs pretty well, too, judging by the results. And, you know, seems to be landing pretty well. Uh, you know, big congratulations to uh, Derek Anson for his first ones of 2011. Now we move on to the section that will close the show this week. Uh, we are doing world finals flags and discussion. So this week we had a number of drivers get their flags and wanted to elaborate on who should be going, who shouldn't, what we think about all the picks for this year. So first of all, uh, Dustin and Ed, fill us in on what you think of the choices for this week. Go ahead, fill you in on what choices were. We had Medusa, Lindsey Winks, Pablo Huffaker, who will be driving the Turtles machine, and Mark McDonald driving El Toro Loco. Uh, I am fine with all the picks. The only thing that, that is really that I've uh, caught on to is the sheer amount of how many they're doing in one weekend and how quickly they're doing this. And I know we hit upon that last week's show, but that's one thing that I always see, that it, they're doing it really quickly. So we're going to know uh, who's in the finals a lot quicker, unless they do some weird thing where they surprise us and do open qualifying for the last two spots or whatever. Uh, so I'm, I'm really satisfied with everyone they picked. Um, I know people are kind of leery why is medusa here why is that such and such but people need to remember she is a two-time world's finals champion yeah i would say no surprises here you know uh you it's sort of an unwritten rule that if you've won a world championship you're pretty much into the world finals and it's also a very well-known rule that uh, if you drive a sponsored truck or you have a sponsored truck in your your group then uh you know one of you is going to be taking that trip to vegas so pretty interesting to uh to note that you know that this week there were no surprises and as you mentioned you know they keep selecting people you know two three maybe even four at a time so this is pretty interesting to see how quickly they're doing it I, i'm i'm interested to see if something like the field expanding is going to happen what's going on there and uh you know we won't know until we're <laughs> until we're told obviously but i find it interesting that this is happening so quickly as well. All right, we're going to go with a little bit of individual discussion about each of the four drivers, and 
I noticed a, a little bit more throttle, you know, a little bit more throttle in Medusa's runs this week and, uh, you know, the previous weekend as well. Uh, she seems to be getting on the throttle a little more. Don't know if that's because she has more freedom this this year or because she's just trying to, uh, you know, step her game up a little bit. Either way, I liked what I saw. Uh, I think she's getting more used to the truck as well. Uh, that was, you know, last year was the first time she was in a different chassis that wasn't a Patrick, so... She learned what she could do and uh, hopefully applied it. And I'm liking what I see out of that this year. Uh, Dustin, you had some comments on uh, Mark McDonald and El Toro Loco. I've been nothing but impressed with uh, Mark McDonald ever since making the transition out of the safe auto into El Toro Loco starting last year. Um, Really, he's kind of taken that persona and run with it. and, And as he's run with it, he's done a fantastic job behind the wheel of that truck. Um... You know, it's always, I've always felt like Mark McDonald was kind of a name that never got the credibility or the respect that he deserved because every year when it comes down to Vegas, he's one of those guys you have to watch for in both racing and freestyle. He's, you know, consistently a semifinal appearance in racing, and he's one of those guys that could easily go up there and steal a freestyle win. I think he's probably one of the most underrated freestylers in the game right now. Um, you know, he had a nearly spectacular save this weekend in San Diego. He looked like Tom Metz out there spinning the El Toro Loco on the sidewalls there trying to bring it back around. Um, you know, he does a fantastic job in freestyle. He's an excellent racer. He's very well deserving of uh, receiving a world finals flag this year. And uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do this year when it comes to Vegas. Yeah, great points all around there, Dustin. And Mark McDonald is just now starting to get the recognition he deserves. But a point that people should know that not everybody does is Mark has spent a lot of time riding quads and doing stuff with things that have an engine. And uh, throttle rhythm is throttle rhythm, as they say. He knows how to transfer the weight from the front of a vehicle to the back, from the back to a front, from doing things like riding those quads. And uh, Benito, Oklahoma native, is uh, doing a fantastic job this year. If you ever get a chance to see him work a small track, you know, an indoor arena type deal. He does a fantastic job getting the truck slung around, getting it turned around, just maneuvering in a tight space. And it's really hard to do that. Uh, seeing that on a weekend can make a weekend of watching monster trucks for me. And uh, I got the opportunity to do that before. Also got to see him in Detroit this year. And I felt that had Tom Mintz not gone out there and uh, flip saved the truck, McDonald may have been in line for a freestyle victory. It could have been a contest between him and Charlie Pocken out there. So definitely a well-deserved uh, World Finals appearance once again for Mark McDonald. Now we move on to the other two. We have uh, Ryan Huffaker was driving Turtle this weekend in Houston at the uh, Freestyle Mania show we mentioned earlier. But uh, it was his dad, Pablo, who for the third year in a row takes a world finals flag to Vegas and uh, the turtle truck as well. So that's going to be obviously a great thing for Pablo. Ed, what do you think about Pablo getting to start straight turtles appearance in the world finals? I think it's fantastic. Uh, I've seen Pablo run on many occasions and um, it's always good to see someone that is deserving as him get to the world finals. I know there's a few drivers that we all wish that could be there that can't just because they're not able to get a ride. Uh, because they're the second or third tier driver on that team, but Pablo being able to fill in and, and go to that Turtles machine is awesome. He's got a great driving style, and everything about him just exudes the World Finals. Yeah, and honestly, last year I was in Vegas, and uh, it was the first time that I had ever really seen him stumble a little bit in racing. And uh, 
it was disappointing because personally I would like to see Pablo get a world racing championship some year uh, because he's just been so consistent and so fast there. I can remember, you know, blacksmith way back in the day, you know, he's, he's got that confidence and uh, you know, he was fast, always just bad fast as they say on that track. And uh, he had a couple of, couple of times where he just, he just had things not so much go his way this, this year, this past year in racing. And, uh, he turned it up in freestyle, boy. He had a great run there. Um, you know, breakage is the only thing that stops Pablo, whether it's racing or freestyle. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, one day he can break through and get a racing victory to go to go with his freestyle victory at World Finals 8. Now we move on to the final selection from this weekend, Lindsey Wink in the Lucas Oil Crusader. Lindsey is uh, obviously a top-shelf driver, racer, and freestyler. Uh, very well-balanced, as Dustin alluded to with Mark McDonald. This is another guy that's very well balanced, and uh, no big surprise here. New Lucas Oil sponsorship in lieu of the Blue du- Blue Thunder deal uh, not being as prominent in Monster Jam. So Lucas Oil Crusader is uh, one of the bigger names. They're going to build that up, and uh, World Finals appearance, Lindsay's own identity. Uh, no, no more sharing, you know, two or three Blue Thunders. This is just him. This is just Lucas Oil Crusader. So uh, building up his own identity is obviously a good thing. Thoughts on that? Yeah, guys, I'm not at all surprised about Lindsey Wink getting an invite to the World Finals this year. But it's funny how Lindsey Wink still sometimes kind of flies under the radar. You know, he's he'll still show up in an event. You know, and you know you'll have you know your heavy hitters like your Tom Mintz and your Dennis Andersons and so on. And you know you'll have those guys you know slated to be you know the top contenders in racing and freestyle. But man, Lindsey Wink is one of those guys that when he puts it together in freestyle. He's tough to beat because usually, you know, whenever he has a run where he doesn't end up on his lid, it's a contender for a win and usually very tough to beat. He's one of those guys that really can stretch out a freestyle run, air that truck out, and just really put together a great freestyle run. You know, whenever he's on it, he is on it, and he's very tough to beat. And then, you know, the same can be said for racing. Uh, You know, he's been known for his, you know, his winning streaks in racing, you know, with in his days in Iron Outlaw. Um you know, he had great success over the summer in Blue Thunder during the stadium events. Uh, you know, he's a tough driver to beat flat out in racing, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him, you know, pick up several rent, several wins on the way to the World Finals this year. With Dustin and Robbie, I both agree with you 100%. And the one thing that I want to hit on, like Robbie had mentioned, is him being in a truck by himself and, and being able to establish his own identity. I think that was the one problem with the Blue Thunder truck is that he was not able to establish his own identity and that he, there was, you know, he had team trucks with him. But now that he's in a truck by himself in the Crusader truck, I think that's going to help him. It's going to be an awesome opportunity for him to build up his image from the way that he wants with that truck. Fantastic points all around, guys. We want to invite you to check out all the videos from this weekend's events. They are either liked or favorited on all monster videos on YouTube as well. Be sure to check out our Twitter feed at twitter.com backslash the all monster and go up to Facebook and type in your search bar allmonster.com on track. Be sure to follow us, like us on there, and we will see you next week on allmonster.com's Beyond the Lens. And that's it for this edition of the allmonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time and thank you.